0: Hush Money is a production of iHeartRadio. This is Hush Money, a show about all the money subjects you're too uncomfortable to talk about.
1: But we're not. I'm Nicole Lappin, money expert and author of the books Rich Bitch and Boss Bitch.
0: And I'm Jason Pfeiffer, editor-in-chief of Entrepreneur Magazine.
1: And we believe if you don't talk about money, you're never going to make
0: any of it. So let's start talking. Each episode, Nicole and I will debate a tricky question about money and then bring in a celebrity judge to decide who's right. So let's get uncomfortable. Hey, Nicole, hypothetical question. Let's say that you were getting married and your husband-to-be sat you down and said, listen, I think we should sign a prenup.
1: I don't think that would happen.
0: Because? because
1: I already sat him down and said he should sign the prenup.
0: I knew that would be your answer. Right?
1: Because I take care of business. I mean, what would you do?
0: Honestly, I think I'd be like like this woman, Sarah, I spoke to. So she was getting married and her fiance said that he wanted a prenup and she took it so personally.
2: I, I had a highly
1: emotional reaction because I felt like he was saying he didn't think we were going to spend our lives together. And he I felt like he was saying that he thought we were going to break up. That's not what it means, though. It just means you're being responsible.
0: And that's what her fiancé said. But Sarah was adamant. No prenup. So the guy just gave up and they got married. I mean,
1: you can't build a relationship by avoiding the hard conversations.
0: Which is perhaps why they got divorced. Of
1: course. There you go. I mean, then they had no document, right, to help them split up.
0: Right. And the divorce was bad. The whole relationship was bad. So it totally changed how Sarah thought about prenups. Now she thinks of them as a way to negotiate your severance while you're actually happy.
1: It's much harder to have a constructive conversation when there's a lot of negative emotions involved. And to me it makes more sense to just get it out of the way when you're when you're talking about getting married and you're signing your marriage license. There you go. Lesson learned. I love this so much. So Wait, why are you telling me this? Are you also pro-prenup?
0: I'm not, actually. I mean, I'm I'm not for me. I'm married and I don't have a prenup. But I thought it was really interesting to hear Sarah talk about how divorce totally changed her perspective. And also, I, I was taken by this other thing that she said. So Sarah is now 31 and she wants to get married again someday. And so I asked her, I said, what would happen if the roles became reversed? And she tells her future husband that she wants a prenup. And he is like, no, that means you're not committed to the relationship and you think we're going to break up. And you know, like all the stuff that she has had once said about prenups. And Sarah told me, like, she does not see that happening.
1: I don't think I would be dating or engaged to somebody who wouldn't think about prenups from the logical approach that I'm bringing to the table. Like, they are probably not my person if they can't think about it logically. Huh. So there are prenup people and... Anti-prenup people.
0: And maybe they just don't belong with each other.
1: And you know what's so weird here is that the prenup idea is super, super old. I mean, ancient Egypt old. There's this surviving scroll, actually, from like 2,500 years ago, stating that in the event of a divorce, the woman gets 1.2 pieces of silver and 36 bags of grain every year for the rest of her
0: life. (laughs) It's a good deal.
1: I mean, and yet thousands of years later... People are still uncomfortable with this idea.
0: I think that just goes to show you how difficult it is to sit down and have that, like, quote-unquote logical conversation. So... Let's see if we can make the difference. Thousands of years finally resolved here on Hush Money. (laughs) Yes. Nicole, you and I are going to debate getting a prenup. You obviously say yes. I'm going to say no. And then we'll bring on a celebrity judging couple to decide who's right. And that is Dr. Oz and his wife, Lisa.
1: Yeah, they're one of the happiest couples I know.
0: Well, let's see if happiness was written into their prenup. All right, Nicole, I want to tell you a basketball story that is going to lead into a prenup conversation. I bet you cannot wait to know how this is going to happen. I can't
1: wait for you to connect those dots. Okay.
0: (laughs) So I am a huge Miami Heat fan. I grew up in Miami. 2006, the team had never won a championship before, and they were traveling to Dallas at the end of the NBA Finals. There are two games left in this series. If Miami wins the first one, they win the championship. And they want to win the first one. You don't want to wait until the second one, because the second one, it is home court advantage, Dallas, a lot of pressure. You want to go and you want to win this championship on the first game, even though there are two games to win.
1: What does this have to do with money or prenups?
0: Because Pat Riley, who was the head coach of the Miami Heat, he told his team, everybody pack one suit, pack one tie, pack one shirt. We are packing for one game. I do not want to see anybody with two sets of clothing going down for two games. We are going and we are winning this in one game. Pack one suit. And that, I feel, is what going into marriage should be. We're not entertaining the idea of failure here. We're not preparing for failure. We are going in. We're packing one suit. We're going to make this work. And I found that whole thing super motivational. That happened more than a decade ago. And I have thought about that story, about how Pat Riley told his team, we are winning the first time.
1: I literally thought you were going to say he told... The guys that they should get prenup so their wives don't screw <laughs> no. him. I thought he was going to give them good financial advice. But didn't so I they didn't lose their money? Did
0: I, did I not pump you up with this idea of the one suit? Pack one suit. I am married. I did not do a prenup. My wife and I, we talked about it just before we went into the studio here. And she agreed with me. We we're like, it would have been weird. It would have been like we were preparing to get divorced before we even got married. We didn't want to have that conversation. But you were young when you got married. Not that young. We were 31.
1: OK. Did you have a lot of money? some. Did you have debt? No. Okay, that's another big thing that people don't think about. When you go into a prenup, it protects your debt, too. You know how I feel about taking on somebody's debt. Yes. I don't want to take on somebody's debt. Like, I don't want their STDs. Oh I don't want God. all that.
0: So you, you just you just <laughs> compared debt to STDs. Can you catch debt after having sex yeah, with you someone? You have a prenup. <laughs> I guess that's sort yeah, of I true. I got to
2: protect yourself.
0: <laughs> I guess that's sort of true. But wait, do you feel like entertaining this conversation, this sitting down and saying, listen, this thing that we're about to do to commit to marriage for the rest of our lives eh, might not work out. So why don't we prepare for it not to? Isn't that a poisonous kind
1: of idea? It's insurance. Do you have Home insurance? Yeah, but I expect
0: my home and my car to ultimately disappoint me and that I will part with it at some point.
1: You expect to have a fire in your house, potentially?
0: I expect some terrible thing to happen.
1: You just never know what's going to happen. You don't go into a job thinking you're going to be laid off, but it happens. You don't go into a marriage hopefully thinking you're going to get divorced, but it happens. And I think it's just important to protect yourself and what you have. And especially if people are coming together and have kids, a divorce could mean that the kids don't get some of their parents' money as well. And so you want to protect your kids. Uh,
0: I don't know. I mean... You know, I I really don't know. I've I've been very fortunate that I haven't gone through a divorce. Um, I'm happily married, but I don't know what happens to people when they suddenly start splitting up their lives. I I imagine that this cash grab is is emotionally driven far more than it is driven by actual economics and logic and the real winners are the lawyers and the whole thing is ugly and awful. But I... Well, think about the kids. You have kids,
1: right? Yes. And so people like Gwyneth Paltrow, who reportedly has a prenup for her second marriage, really came out and talked about protecting her kids in a potential divorce. She doesn't want any of her wealth from her goop money that would go to the kids potentially be in jeopardy if she got divorced.
0: I don't want to start thinking about things in terms of years and accomplishments and that— I have to protect certain elements of what I do for my partner. I, I want to move forward always thinking in every part of me that this is a nonstop joint venture.
1: But still, 50 percent of marriages end in divorce. Of course, 50 percent of marriages don't end in divorce if you're looking at it ah, your way. It's true. So still, 50 percent of marriages end in divorce. I mean, it's like when I froze my eggs. I don't want to use the eggs on ice, but it's insurance policy. They're there if I need it.
0: Right. Eggs on Ice, also a really great traveling Disney show. Um, <laughs> uh, I ha- Here's my stat that I brought in. L- lawyers are reporting that millennials are getting prenups far more than prior generations which is interesting it's like the one thing that people aren't blaming millennials for and so there's a lot of thinking about well why is this why are millennials getting more prenups and the theories are because they're getting married later at which point they are entering into marriage with more money or more debt and so their financial lives are more complicated and also because they are more likely to be coming from divorced families because divorce is, a, I think, is on the rise or has been on the rise or is generationally risen. And so they're coming from this place where they've seen divorce and therefore they are more preparing for it, I guess, uh, which is interesting and does make me pause to think about this because there is... Uh, a new way of entering marriage. There are more complications if you're entering into it in your 30s or 40s than if you're in your 20s. And so here you are thinking more about the possible end of it. Yes, yes and yes. Yeah, 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 I know. You're talking uh, about me. I'm making your case. And yet I have to say, despite all that, I still feel like there's something to say for... Packing one suit. Packing one suit so romantic. I didn't know this side of you, Jason. Yeah, I'm really fired up with the packing one suit idea.
1: I, though, can only speak from my own experience. And I'm 35. I'm technically a millennial. I'm an elder millennial. (laughs) And I feel the same way. I haven't been married. Maybe if I was getting married in my 20s when I hadn't built a career and I didn't have money, it would have been different. Now, I think a lot about that because I have created my own wealth. I have created my own company. And I feel protective of that. And I am a child of divorce. So I don't actually remember my parents ever being together. Hmm. They divorced when I was three. And so I want to protect myself. And I think it's really empowering, by the way, for a woman to say, I want to protect my assets.
0: Do you think that there's a way in which you could do that without the prenup? Put like your, a post Well, I, I guess. Didn't is. you sign a post nap though? Uh, I, I think I did. I think what? I did. I actually honestly don't remember. This is so off-brand for you. I know. Well, it wasn't my choice. I didn't ask for it. I think what happened— So No, my- no, no.
1: But it's not even off-brand because of that. It's off-brand for you not to pay attention to your finances.
0: Oh yeah. Well, it's because it didn't settle into my brain as if it is my finance.
1: Maybe the shoemaker
0: walks barefoot I, may, with oh, his one suit. I, I should. <laughs> you're torturing my metaphor. I should explain what the post nap is that you're talking about. So my wife had some family money because her extended family had built this big company, and so there's this trust. And anyway, so we were able to tap into it to help us pay for the down payment for our apartment and. Park Slope. And I have this vague recollection. My wife and I were talking about this and neither of us can fully remember this. But I think that her family had asked for some kind of protection over this money that if we got divorced, that the money wouldn't just default to me. But I think it would it would go to the kids. I I kind of remember being asked to sign this thing and thinking, I don't like what this is supposing of me and our life. But at the same time, if we got divorced, I don't want this money. It's not my money. It's her money. It came from her. It's her family. So, okay, fine. I'll sign it. I don't want it anyway. Like, I I wish I could have written on the contract, I don't want it anyway. (laughs) But that's not what legal contracts are. So instead, I think I signed this thing and then I must have blocked it from my mind such that I only have this hazy recollection of it. And it was only a few years ago.
1: And I just poke at it.
0: And you just poked at it. You made me very uncomfortable. No, you didn't. But I I, I feel like I feel like I should actually know this thing. Um, But you know what? It doesn't matter because we're not getting divorced. One suit. One suit. Yeah, but you
1: signed it anyway. You didn't put your foot down. You weren't. Righteous about it? No, you signed
0: it. Well, because putting my foot down would have would have said, you know what? I think I should deserve this money. No, it's I- not.
1: It's saying uh, philosophically, I don't believe in prenups. We're not going to get divorced. I'm not signing this paper.
0: You know, this is making me think of if I was the one who had more money to propose a prenup would have been to say, I don't really trust you. And, and that would have made me more uncomfortable. I would rather be the person who's signing away the money than who's signing to protect the money.
1: Well, let's say you were dating a Walmart heir or something like that. And your yeah. family was really adamant. This is important. And we want you to sign this before getting married.
0: You know, in that case, I think that I would have been OK signing it because I wouldn't want the family to distrust me so much. And I bet that they would if I had refused to sign it.
1: Right. And I've had friends who are in situations like that where it's actually a big sign that they're not in it for the money.
0: Yeah. And that's cool. Which is
1: not a reason to get married. Yeah. And also, you should not marry someone you wouldn't want to be divorced to because people get nasty.
0: Oh, that's an interesting thought.
1: You want my own personal experiences with it?
0: What do you mean? You have personal experiences with
1: yeah, it? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> so I'm not married. Yes. But I've been close to it mm. at the different points. And when I was dating somebody with significantly more money than me, I thought at first the way you did. And then I just got over it. And <laughs> I was like, this is a practicality. It's all good. And signing it just says I'm not in it for that. I would sign a prenup that said I got nothing because I believe if I got divorced, it would have been the biggest failure of my life. So mm. I don't want anything. I don't want a prize for getting divorced. Right. The divorce is in. Not an ending of something good. Yeah. And so I think you can take your philosophies out in what the nitty gritty of that prenup looks like. And then I got old and now I think about it differently. And now I have my own money and I feel protective of it and I feel protective of myself.
0: So you'd rather pack two suits? I want just two suits.
1: What's the problem? Two suits is fine. It's not even that heavy. <laughs> it's true.
0: It's true. All right. I feel like it's time that we bring in another voice, a couple. They've been a married couple for a long time. They've probably had a lot of time to think about it. They've also made a lot of money. Together. Together. So Mehmet and Lisa Oz of Dr. Oz fame. And uh, do they have a prenup? Do you know? I
1: think they got married really young and I would bet no, but we're going to
0: ask them. We're going to ask them. All right. Let's go to Oz. Mehmet and Lisa Oz are a bona fide media power couple with plenty of best selling books, top-rated shows, and other accolades to their name. Mehmet is, of course, the cardiothoracic surgeon, best known as Dr. Oz and host of The Dr. Oz Show on TV. And Lisa is a writer, producer, entrepreneur and host of the U-Turns podcast. They're also often the co hosts of The Dr. Oz podcast, and they've been married since 1985 and have four kids and a gaggle of grandkids, which means they have had many years of relationship experience to draw from for our big question of the day. So first, Mehmet and Lisa, thanks for being on Hush Money. Thank you for having
3: us. I
2: love hushing, being hushed. Being
3: there will be there hushed. will be no hushing,
0: <laughs> all talking here. This episode is all about whether or not couples should get prenups. I say it's not for everyone. Nicole isn't married, but damn well plans to get a prenup when the time comes and says everyone should button up this part of their lives. It is now your turn to give us the diagnosis and declare one of us correct. And before you do, I have a little surprise. Just to get you in the frame of mind of a couple entering their lifelong commitment together, I found through the newspaper archives. Oh this. Gosh. Oh my goodness. Oh, Philadelphia <laughs> <laughs> Inquirer. So funny. I didn't even
2: realize we were in the paper.
0: For people who can't see, I found this in a newspaper archive. This is a, a big photo of you guys. What a journalist you are. You got—you look very serious in this photo. Oh, There's because no smiles. it was a
3: disaster because the photographer and videographer that we'd hired were both stoned. Oh. So <laughs> our, it was terrible. We were, I at least, I don't know if I even realized it, I was a wreck thinking about what oh, no. pictures you're going to have for that is the only
2: picture i think at the wedding yeah they, oh they didn't
3: take a lot of pictures and when our wedding video is mostly the balloon beside the gate oh, no. <laughs> which was really bad so i think we'd had a little stress in this, yeah, in this picture. I, see. I think we were God. both looking at the photographer like we wanted to kill them right
0: so this was not as i wondered because there
2: was a tough conversation about a prenup no. just before the photo no I, I actually i didn't know much about lisa's family her financial situation and in our family we talked about money, but in the extended family, it didn't come up. It's just people didn't talk about it. And it led to, I mean, I, it was common, right? You, you didn't know what they made. They didn't know what you made. People thought they were living in politeness and secrecy. It's actually the absolute opposite, opposite happens because you fear most what you don't understand. But to focus on your question, which I think um, I have a very strong sentiment on, yeah. is I'm strongly against prenups. Oh. Mm. I'm with Jason on this. And first of all, energetically, it feels wrong to me. Mm-hmm. As you point out, you're, you're about to walk through a really important door. Mar- marriage is the only covenant you sign with society. You have no other contracts with society, and that's why it's so important to society, right? You don't sign your birth certificate, you don't sign your death certificate, you don't sign contracts to take care of the baby. They're, they're documents, but you don't. It's not because of you. Mm-hmm. The marriage contract, you say, "I'm going to do these things till death do us part," right? Throughout, through all these different things that may happen in our lives, we're in this together. And while you're saying that, to then to the say, oh, by the way, I'm going car- to carve out, it undermines the power of a tool designed to pull us together in ways that are much more important than financial. Mm. And so I don't want to make, I, mean, I don't want to say as a heart surgeon, I'll take my best care of you as long as we can make an agreement about the money part here. I mean, what are you talking about? Right. One is so much more important than the other. It's assumed we'll take care of the money. Can't ignore it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have to address it. But it shouldn't be something that should even mention in the same breath. Lisa?
3: So I was always of the mind that prenups were a bad idea. I felt exactly the way Mehmet does, until I talked with my little brother who has a prenup, and he pointed—he's also a lawyer—and he pointed out that you have a prenup whether you sign anything or not. Depending on what state you got married, that's in, right. There is a, a you know a legal framework on which your marriage is, and in his he said. Your choice is do you want the state to decide how this goes down if and when it goes down or you personally to decide. So that was the only thing that gave me pause was that we actually all do have prenups, you know. So it might not be how you initially So so
0: where where are you siding here?
3: Oh my gosh. Um I'm sentimental so I'm still going to go with you Jason. I just Ooh. I think I don't think you want to be planning for unless you really just don't want to stay with them forever then a hundred percent get a prenup well
2: there's the third path that may be the easiest path make a trust yeah well I'm <laughs> have only... your parents make a trust yes. before you <laughs> right. get that's, married that's actually the easiest path <laughs> mm-hmm. is and they're not hard they're not expensive to create yeah. but if, if you create a trust for your if you have the ability to create a trust for your kids then only they get the money then you take that awkward conversation out of it you don't allow the state to decide for you.
3: And your bad spouse can't take all your money. And then, and then your, <laughs>
2: your in-law can't mess things up. Like I told my kids, I don't expect them to use any of the money that we give to them. Mm-hmm. I expect that, all that money to go to my grandkids. Hopefully I've taught them enough about how to make a living that they shouldn't be dependent on me. They'll go out and make their own world change. But if I'm wrong and they need a little bit, because it's, it's going to be difficult for someone else to pierce that. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't hard to craft and that might be the modern-day solution. Now, of course, most families in America don't pass on significant wealth, so it's irrelevant, and I understand that. But if folks who are listening do have that ability, it's probably the easiest way to get past this.
1: Yeah, if you're marrying into a bunch of money, if you're marrying into a Rockefeller family or whatever, that's not your money that you're marrying into. That's family money.
2: It's, you don't have to be that kind of wealthy to think about this. If, you, if you're going to give your kids a couple hundred thousand dollars, Right, which is meaningful money. You know, they can buy, you know, do, do some good good with that. For you to put that, give it to them in the form of a trust, hinders their ability to waste it, if you want to hinder it, but also protects them if there's a conflict in the future, and they didn't have to say it. I think your brother's point, who's an excellent one, that, you know, not thinking about it. Well, someone's thinking about it, I mean, not deciding is deciding, mm-hmm. right? Someone's deciding. Yeah. So if you're not deciding, they're deciding, and you might like you might like that, right? Was well, walking into this marriage, we're just going to keep it separate. Uh, you have to trace it back, but everything else that we make together, it's ours together. It's not. It's probably rationally how most people would think it should be. In case the marriage fails six, you know, six months after you engage in it, but thirty-five years later, I mean, I could even keep track. It would be
3: very that. hard to separate our money at this point. All right.
2: This, this is where lawyers make a lot of money. This is lawyer, yes, guess, exactly. And that's, the, and that's the other thing is a bad deal only feeds one person's pocketbook. <laughs> right. So a good deal is better than a bad deal, and a bad deal is better than no deal.
1: But it goes for debt as well. So it's not just assets. So you're yeah. protecting your debt so that, you know, I'm not taking on somebody else's boatload uh, of debt as well.
2: It's a good point. But uh, uh-huh. but again, the trust would protect your child from their debt in that their money, their assets can't get leaned on. Yes, their the, the current job they have could be. But I think transparency, though, is part of this. What a prenup does do is force people to talk to each other about what money is out there. Yeah. Uh-huh. That's probably a worthwhile thing to do. Do you remember what conversations you guys had about money before
0: you got married? I don't remember. There were no conversations. No. paying <laughs> the
1: stoner They're,
0: photographer. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah,
3: okay, yeah. That. No. Mehmet um, was in school, as I said. He had <laughs> – I would come over and visit and he would be making dinner and he would – do you remember uh, those – big containers of the powdered iced tea. Oh, yeah. He ge- but he would have the generic one, and oh. it would be one teaspoon that he would put in a big glass of water just to color it like mm-hmm. iced tea. It wouldn't even taste oh. like tea. It. it sounds like terrible. the tap water didn't taste yeah. right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think your allowance was like $200 a month. I a, it was something I so herself. pathetic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so basically my parents supported it. Yes. <laughs> so there was no conversation.
2: It was, It was. yeah. It wasn't even, I didn't even think about it because I, I knew that, I believed that I would do better than I than I than what I had then, and so it, why, why keep score? Mm-hmm. That's all it was going to be anyway. Yeah. In fact, when I finished my training, you go from you know ten years of getting paid very very little, and. It doesn't matter because you can't spend it anyway because you're in the hospital all the time. So the only person who can spend it is your lo- wife taking care of the kids and, you know.
3: In a one bedroom apartment with three rats, yeah. four rats, right. and a cat.
2: <laughs> four rats? And some cockroaches. These are not wild rats? No, these and are rats that lived from the laboratory. Ah. <laughs> they're lab rats that were saved <laughs> oh. and subsequently could be released into the wild. <laughs> but yeah, but when I finished my training, the, uh, the guy who's one of my teachers, my mentors, looked at me, you know, I finished my last case, that last stitch in the heart. And he said... Well, tomorrow you actually get paid hmm. real money, and just remember, it's just it's just a way of keeping score. Yeah. It will hmm. impact your life much less than you think. And he was right; it makes a difference. I don't have to you know balance the checking account, but it um, it didn't change my my life as much as I, I thought it would. So taking a lot of time to, to micromanage what I was doing back then probably wouldn't have been a good time to invest.
0: Hmm. You know, I, it's, I'm it's uh, i delighted to have uh, won this debate. However, <laughs> Sorry, <Nicole. laughs> I anticipated losing the debate because I feel like the cultural conversation has shifted more towards prenups. There are definitely more and more people like Nicole who are just saying, listen, this is a practical thing to do. And let's just take it seriously the way that you take any other money conversation seriously and separate it from money and family or money and feelings. But I, I guess that hasn't that has, certainly hasn't. Washed over us. Uh, are you guys seeing that? Do you feel like
2: there is a a shift in that conversation? or am I noticing that myself? I think there's a lot of hypocrisy around this. it's not just in money, but it's another area as well. I think with your liberal conservative, no matter what you say, you still do what everyone else that's like you does. And I'll be more transparent. I think a lot of us get pay lip service to the idea of a prenup. But if you actually get into the kinds of families that have something that might be worth fighting over a prenup on, they find other ways of dealing with it than getting prenups. Mm. It's just intrusive into a relationship that you can't buy. Nothing is more precious than that covenant of marriage. And I would never sully it, in our family anyway, by even thinking about money. Of course money is important. And, you know, what, you know, it matters. You pick the person you marry, that you're marrying because probably it's a monetary instinct that you have.
3: You know what I would say? I would just add that, If you think it might be a problem, get one. If there's even an inkling, because we have friends and kids of friends who've gone through this, and if it even pops into your mind that it could be an issue, do it. If it doesn't cross your mind, don't even think about it.
1: Mm. Yeah, because there's... Being in love and passionate, and then there's also some practicalities yeah. of doing life together, yeah. and sometimes you know they're not one and the same. And I think what I hear from a lot of women, in particular, you know, I'll talk to women at events across the country, and they'll be so nervous about a relationship that they're going into because he'll ask for a prenup, which somehow puts women in a mindset that like, oh, if a guy doesn't give me money, then I'm gonna have nothing. And so I think the conversation disempowers women from saying, hey, I want a prenup. I am valuable. I'm going to have my own assets. I'm going to build my own empire. I want to protect myself. I just got out of debt because I handled my own financial life. I don't want to take on your $50,000 of credit card debt. I want to protect myself. I think having the conversation can be modulated in some senses to account for everything that the rest of the table has talked about. But at this point, I think a better move is to get down with the prenup to have more of a foundation of feeling empowered about your own financial life going into a marriage.
2: Do you have a prenup document that you like that might avoid some of the the prenup just waiting around for the marriage? No, no, no. no, no. I, 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 I,
3: <laughs> some I
1: some girls, Mehmet, have a Pinterest account of what their wedding looks like. Nicole Levin has a file right. of a prenup ready to go. Just the dream the man. prenup.
2: <laughs> I'm just curious. There might be prenups that are sort of soft and loving prenups versus. Cut. I,
1: I think it's less about the actual jargon because in some cases, if somebody really wants to go after you, they will go after you regardless. But. It's more of that transparency of conversation. So some people in the Catholic Church, you know, will have their meetings before they get married and they'll have more of a transparent look into what the other has and what their goals are. I think that conversation is the more important one. Instead of thinking the other way around, oh, my God, he's making me sign a pre He's only going to give me blah, blah, blah. It's like, hold on. Reclaim this conversation for yourself.
0: Well, settle that. We have reached.
1: <laughs> Boom. <laughs>
0: two verdicts I think in this conversation number one no prenups number two no stoned wedding photographers
1: Mm. (laughs) I agree yeah
0: both (laughs) valuable ways to enter a married life Um, Mehmet and Lisa Oz thank you so much for being on Hush Money thank you for having us
1: thank you guys
0: so you know what's so interesting about them is that is a Very, very successful, powerful couple that has made a lot of money. You might say a power couple. You might say. And they are not supportive of prenups at all. I wonder if that makes you rethink your own feelings. I love them.
1: I love them as a couple. They're the sweetest people. I am such a romantic, deep town. I think they swayed me around the kids component because there are a lot of other logistical things you can do and trusts you can create. But I had dated people who had kids. I don't want kids' money. I think that's something that you want to protect. And then you can sign it or sign the trust or whatever and get on with your successful, happy power couple marriage.
0: Yeah. Who would want to steal money from the kids? That's awful. People can suck. People suck. But you know what? Mehmet and Lisa Oz, they packed one suit, and they're still wearing the suit. Maybe this is why I'm not married. Because you pack too many things. My baggage is so heavy. (laughs)
1: And that is Hush Money.
0: Hey, are you subscribed to Hush Money wherever you get your podcasts? You should be. And please give us a rating, which helps others find the show.
1: It sure does. And if you want to keep up with us on social, I'm at Nicole Lappin. Jason is at Hey Pfeiffer. And for the podcast specifically, it's at HushMoneyPodcast on Instagram.
0: We've got great people to thank. Our amazing producer is Christina Everett. Thanks also to Mangesh Hatikador, Will Pearson, Beth Ann Macaluso, and Nikki Etor, and the rest of the great iHeart team. Our sound editing is by Mary Duke.
1: And a special thanks to my badass NBG team: Sabrina Anderson, Megan Nelson, and Kate Garrison.